0: This is a WKYT podcast.
1: Good morning from WKYT News. I'm Bill Bryant, and we welcome you to Kentucky Newsmakers. The Kentucky primary is Tuesday. There has been an exciting finish in the Democratic U.S. Senate contest. Three candidates have run active campaigns, including TV ads, and they'll all be joining us this morning. We will air them in the order they have made themselves available to us. We'll try to conduct a very similar interviews with the candidates. So Charles Booker and Amy McGrath will be joining us later, but we begin with Mike Breuer who came to Kentucky after an extensive military career and put down roots. He's been a teacher, a newspaper editor, and a farmer. And in the last couple of weeks, he has called himself the candidate who can defeat Kentucky's longest-serving senator ever, Republican Mitch McConnell. Mike Breuer joining us here on Kentucky Newsmakers. Thank you very much uh, for being with us absolutely my pleasure to be here with you this morning bill have the events of the last few weeks with the high profile cases involving the police and african-american citizens uh, changed the issue set in this race no i think that uh, actually you know i
0: started my campaign last july and from the very beginning the campaign motto was economic and social justice for all and what was a call for economic and social justice uh you know back in july i think is is stopped being a call, and I think it's now a demand. And so it's really kind of amplified the things that I've been talking about since the uh, very, very beginning of my campaign back in July.
1: Has it changed the dynamics of the race or given you an opportunity to uh, expand uh, on some of your views?
0: It has actually because, um, you know, I've, I picked up a, a actually a huge team of, of, uh, of in-state supporters who are kind of high-profile leaders, civil rights leaders, African-American leaders, uh, African-American business owners, and so it's been an opportunity to get together with them and really sit down and, and work through a, a comprehensive uh, criminal justice overhaul plan. Um, and and that's you know while I've talked about it, it's kind of been scattered throughout you know my campaign website and my in my speeches. I think the events, the uh, the killing of Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. And, and the attention it's got, it really was the, said this is the time to sit down and work out a, a, a cogent plan that puts it all together.
1: And you believe it will require uh, federal legislation in addition to what's being done uh, with the discussions and the within the states and the and the localities in our country. Oh, well, I do, and and I think if you see what's happening in Washington right now.
0: The Republicans are trying to push through a bill um, to make it look like they're doing something, and it is really it is really actually. Uh, pretty pretty toothless you know they're 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 not going to take on things like qualified immunity um, there's a lot of talk about doing studies and gathering information but it, it while it, it looks good there's not a lot of uh there's not a lot of teeth in that bill
1: the federal government has uh, laid out a lot of money already to deal with COVID-19, yet we still have no cure, no treatment, no vaccine. Uh, now many states and cities uh, and counties are saying that they are going to need help as well. In your view, does there need to be another bill to assist uh, local governments and others impacted by COVID-19?
0: Well, uh, well absolutely. I think that uh, Mitch McConnell's uh, you know, just tossing off, uh, you know, let him go bankrupt. He's talking about Kentucky. He's talking about Kentucky teachers. He's talking about you know. He's talking about their, their pensions. He's talking about our firefighters, law enforcement officers, all the people they call quasi's, our public health departments, uh, and just to let them go bankrupt. That's a that's a callousness uh, that I, I that I can't imagine. But you know, more importantly to me, I I, I think that we need to refocus where the money goes, uh, giving money to corporations. I know that the stock market is the sole indicator of success for the current administration that they like to point to, but the the money. If the government has spent $6 trillion in the last three months, money should be going to the middle class, the working class, the working poor, the people who need it the most.
1: Let's talk about, you know, this is all revealed a lot about our health care system And Where do you come down on any health care changes moving forward? Do you support uh, keeping some private insurance available uh, or that is an option uh, for folks or do you want to go fully public and try to achieve uh, that universal coverage in that way? Well, I do want to have a true single-payer health care system, but even in places like Canada, where they have a very, very
0: progressive single-payer health care system, people can still buy individual insurance. You know, they can, they can add on if they want. And so I would never be for, you know, just making it go away, but I'd like to obviate it. You know, I'd, I'd like to, not to be a concern. And I think you pointed out, Bill, you know, very accurately, that, you know, we have a system where um, we've tied health care to employment in most, ca- most cases. And we see what happens when you put 40 million people on unemployment—you know, 40 million American households without health insurance—as we face the greatest healthcare challenge in the last century. And so, uh, I think it's obvious to everybody now that 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 you know the flaws in a system where healthcare is tied to tied to employment.
1: IT LOOKS LIKE uh, WE MAY BE ABOUT A DECADE OUT OF HAVING SOME SOCIAL SECURITY SHORTFALLS UNLESS uh, SOMETHING GIVES. DO YOU FAVOR AN APPROACH uh, OF SOME SORT TO MAKING SURE THAT SOCIAL SECURITY IS SOLVENT? AND IF SO, DO YOU HAVE A PARTICULAR DIRECTION YOU WOULD GO? I DO. AND, and I THINK THAT, YOU KNOW, we, WE ALL GREW UP WITH
0: OUR, YOU KNOW, OUR PARENTS TELLING US THINGS LIKE, YOU KNOW, A deal's A DEAL. AND, and SOCIAL SECURITY, is a deal with the American people, and it, it is incumbent on our, you know, on our government to uh, to ensure it's solvent. And you know, the first thing that, uh, that Mitch McConnell goes after when uh, when we start seeing budget shortfalls is Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. And he talks about these things like uh, like it's a giveaway. It's not. People pay into it. You pay into it every single time you get a paycheck. I have my entire life. And uh, they want to cut taxes to corporations like they did in the 2017 tax bill. And then say oh we need to you know who do they come after they come after the old the sick and the poor it's their first reaction
1: has this campaign uh, you know you said you started last summer and uh, had a lot of ideas at the time you announced your candidacy but has this opened your eyes to anything the experience of uh, being out there among kentuckians and 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 hearing their feedback Oh, it, it has, and well, as far as talking to
0: Kentuckians, you know, your your typical voter, you know, I started my campaign. Uh, the, the what they talked about, what was on their mind, was uh, jobs, healthcare, and the environment. And now, even during the pandemic, uh, it's still jobs, healthcare, and surprisingly, the the um, the environment is still very much high on people's list of priorities. So it's it's not really changed, but w- what has been great about campaigning is the ability to to meet people and uh, and and to become friends with people that i that i might not have um ever done before i never would have written a, a letter to wendell Berry and said hey mr barry my wife and i would love to come up and visit you on your farm but that's what we did last sunday and got to sit around the kitchen table with i mean wendell I, you know might not mean a lot to to a lot of people, but he's, he's, a, he's probably the most famous living Kentuckian and the true philosopher on agriculture and how it affects our society and our economy and our lives, and to be able to sit around his kitchen table for three hours and just talk farming and, uh, and the loss of the small farm and, and, and the loss of the family farm and what we need to do to sustain it because it's important for our culture and our environment and our, and our food security. And that that was just one one small example of some of the great people that I've come in contact with
1: Um, and then go ahead. I'm sorry if uh, if you were able to uh, to win this primary uh, coming up on Tuesday uh, in what many would see as a as a come from behind effort. uh, How would you then defeat Senator McConnell, who has uh, defeated six Democrats in six elections and now seeking a seventh term? Well, I think, uh, you know. I, I, when in the beginning, you, in your intro, you mentioned the things that I've done. But being a, being a retired,
0: sir, being a teacher in our public schools and having taught universities, having been uh, a farmer, like a real honest-to-goodness bend-over-and-pick-the-crops farmer for the last 15 years here in Kentucky, that carries a lot of weight. And so, while we've run kind of nice centrist candidates against Mitch, politicians against Mitch McConnell, I'm not a politician. You run, you know, Mitch McConnell wants to run against a politician because he knows how to play that game i don't know how the heck he's gonna run against me but ultimately uh, i think kentuckians are are have seen uh, the mcconnell playbook and uh, i think that uh, the you know the efficacy of him you know name calling calling people socialists and whatever he's gonna you know whatever he calls people um i think that they've seen it too many times and it's not gonna it's not gonna have the effect that he he's used to have used to it having for the last 35 years.
1: Mike Breuer, candidate for the U.S. Senate, thank you for uh, sparing a few minutes for us. We appreciate that very much. Stay with us now in Kentucky Newsmakers, Amy McGrath and Charles Booker, another couple of candidates in this primary coming up on Kentucky Newsmakers. Welcome back to Kentucky Newsmakers. Retired Marine Amy McGrath is running for the second time for a federal campaign. She ran for Congress in 2018. Now it is statewide. She is trying to unseat 6 term Republican Senator Mitch McConnell. Of course, has to get through this primary coming up next Tuesday. And she is joining us right now. Thank you very much for being with us again. Good to be here. Oh, did you expect that uh, this uh, primary campaign would end up so uh, enlivened here at the end that your two opponents are calling you a pro-Trump Democrat, uh, calling themselves the true Democrats? Uh, why do you feel like uh, you know this thing got to, uh, so aggressive here toward the end?
2: Well, look, I think primaries are good for our democracy. It's always good to have uh, everyone's voice be heard, and you know, it's it's. <laughs> When the, the, my opponents are, are calling me these things, I just would love to set, set the record straight. I I'd never called myself a pro-Trump Democrat. Uh, you know, I mean, I've always been somebody who stands for this idea that we need to have leaders who will work with anyone to do what is right for Kentucky. Uh, and at the same time, I will have the guts to stand up to anyone when it comes to the Constitution of the United States or when it comes to doing what is right for Kentucky. And I think you know that people are so tired of the partisanship. Uh, I'm somebody that in my, my core wants to get things done, wants to move us in the right direction when it comes to things like health care, when it comes to things like good quality jobs and infrastructure. And of course, uh, working towards the, the social justice uh, in, in issues that we all care about and that really Kentuckians are demanding right now. So to me, that's what it's all about. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're getting that message out
1: here in this final, final week. How have the events of the, of the last few weeks, uh, the high profile cases involving the uh, police and African-American citizens, especially with uh, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor uh, here in Kentucky, uh, altered at least the, what is being discussed out there on the campaign trail?
2: Well, I think it's clear Kentuckians are ready for a change. And uh, these tragedies have been tragic. Uh, and, and people around Kentucky are standing up. Uh, people in around the country are standing up. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, you know, I was out in, uh, in Louisville in Central Park uh, with demonstrators, uh, a thousand, it, coming together from all walks of life different ethnicities, different backgrounds, different religions, all standing up and saying uh, enough is enough. We need uh, to make sure that this country lives up to the promises that all people are created equal and that everybody has uh, a shot and everybody has equal opportunity and no one should be treated differently. And we, we aren't doing that. And there was a recognition of that in, in Central Park in Louisville. I've been doing the same thing uh, in services in Lexington. Uh, so just try and get out there, listen to people. and. Remind them, hey, we need a senator that's going to stand up and actually uh, move us forward with some of these things. Not only criminal justice reform, but also tackling the social, uh, real inequities that we see with education, with health care. You know, we, we know Black Americans are dying at twice the rate of, of white Americans of COVID 19. It's unacceptable and we have to get leaders that wanna tackle these real uh, problems that are underlying a lot of these uh, the racial tensions that we're seeing right
1: now. We've really had uh, you know a confluence of issues uh, here uh, during this uh, campaign this year. The federal government has laid out uh, a lot of money already to deal with COVID-19, but still no cure, no treatment, no vaccine. Many states and cities say they need help. Uh, are you for more federal assistance at this point to, to uh, uh, help those impacted by COVID-19?
2: Well, Bill, we, we absolutely need more federal assistance. You know, the state—I mean, Governor Bashir has said that the state is in uh, real has real problems right now, and we have a senator, unfortunately, and Senator McConnell that has just said, "Well, uh, you know, let's have the state and local governments consider bankruptcy." I mean, it's just a total disconnect with what we need. I, I, I think we have to recognize that when when you go bankrupt at, at the state and local level, that's that's teachers, that's our public schools. Uh, that's firefighters. Those are hard hardworking individuals. That's pensions. Those are public servants who have have worked their whole lives uh, and and are are dependent on these the from us for these for these their pensions. That's that's folks' houses. Um, so we have to have a senator that goes to Washington to make sure that those people are taken care of. And I think that's really important. I mean, Senator McConnell again, uh, when when COVID-19 w- w- hit us you know his his response was to do the same old Mitch McConnell response protect big corporations bail out wall street and then uh, turn around and say oh main street you know you're on your own that's just not where we need to be right. so for our entire economy, yes, we need more federal assistance and we need it to come to the to the state and local level.
1: On health care, uh, you have indicated you want to see changes moving forward. Does private insurance still have a role in that? Do we go fully public uh, in, in your view to achieve uh, universal coverage?
2: Well, I think a lot of people like their private insurers. So in my mind, uh, we don't need to take our entire system and put it into upheaval. The Affordable Care Act, for example, was not a perfect piece of legislation, but it moved us in the right direction. And it got more people coverage. It took our uninsured rate in Kentucky down tremendously. Um, So let's not throw it away like Senator McConnell wants to do. Let's make it better. Let's shore it up. Let's protect people with pre existing conditions. At the same time, I think what we ought to do is, is things that, that I, I believe are, are uh, reasonable things, like do the public option. Well, what is that? That's simply an Uncle Sam plan, a nonprofit government plan that you could buy, Bill, that everybody could, could, could buy, similar to what my husband and I uh, buy for our family because we are in the military. So I believe everybody should have that. What have that opportunity? Um, to buy it, and it would give people more choice. So now the private insurers would have to compete with a public option, I think that would bring down prices. I also think we ought to do things like uh, pass very reasonable uh, reform to get uh, prescription drug prices down.
1: You know, right. there are
2: six uh, bipartisan bipartisan bills that have passed the House.
1: Let me ask you, Social Security, uh, there are certainly some concerns that in about a decade or so we're going to have some uh, potential solvency issues there. Uh, what would be your approach to, to dealing with that matter?
2: Well, look, I mean, uh, Social Security is so important for people. People paid into it their whole lives. Um, so, you know, to me, that is something that we need protect. And unfortunately, I don't, I don't believe Senator McConnell is, is somebody that wants to do that. Um, he is continually giving tax breaks to the wealthiest Americans making uh, and corporations, making our debt and our deficit even worse. Uh, he did it again with the CARES Act, with slipping in to the CARES Act, a, another uh, tax break for wealthy Americans. And to me, that is not the right approach. When we look at our overall budget i think we need to not do those things um, when we need to make sure that we protect uh, the benefits that um, hard-working americans and hard-working kentuckians earn to include
1: social security all right about 30 seconds left uh senator mcconnell has defeated six democrats in six elections uh, how would you be any different <laughs>
2: Well, I think people are ready for a change. And I think people are ready for a candidate who is going to be able to uh, not be bought off by special interests, who is somebody who is, doesn't necessarily grow up within the political party system, but somebody who has served for country and who is going to be their voice in Washington. And we're able to compete against Mitch McConnell in a way he's never seen. And that is because we got support from all 120 counties in Kentucky, and we're getting support from so many Kentuckians to be able to
1: take him on in a way he's never seen. And that's what we're doing. Amy McGrath, thank you very much for being with us. We appreciate it. We'll be watching the results next week. And stay with us on Kentucky Newsmakers, and we'll be back with candidate Charles Booker. Welcome back to Kentucky Newsmakers. Representative Charles Booker of Louisville is in his first term in the State House. He's been on the ground in Louisville with people protesting the death of Breonna Taylor and others. He's hoping to win the Democratic nomination for the U.S. Senate and run against six term Senator Mitch McConnell, and he is joining us now. We appreciate it uh, very much. Thanks for taking time.
3: Of course. Good to be with you.
1: How have the events of the last few weeks with the uh, high-profile cases involving police and African-American citizens uh, changed the closing weeks of this campaign?
3: Well, you know, first of all, it's it's been a very tough time for a lot of Kentuckians, uh, a lot of people that have been grieving and mourning in the streets and crying out for justice and accountability and really uh, a question of how do we move forward um, as human beings to make sure that these types of tragedies don't happen again and our communities are safer and you know for me standing on the front lines is is natural to me Um, I want to stand with my family and the people of Kentucky are my family and my campaign is all about the structural changes that would make sure that we're safe in our homes we're safe in our streets we have thriving communities and so leadership is really about how you show up in the moments when you need it most and Kentucky was crying out and I stood with them and the momentum is showing that they're standing with me now as well
1: The many discussions are going on, uh, obviously uh, uh, locally and statewide. Do you think it will require federal legislation to address some of these
3: issues? Absolutely, Um, you know, my whole platform is about how do we affect system level change, the types of structural change that would make sure that all communities are thriving. And as it relates to public safety, we need our national leaders to step up. We need to acknowledge that a lot of communities across our country deal with law enforcement that are more militarized as opposed to providing uh, protection and service and resources and that we are not actually fully funding public safety. And so some of the things that I believe we need to do is have a police system review board that is actually studying at the federal level all the data from all of these incidents, things that like what happened to Breonna Taylor, what happened to David McAtee, making sure that training is in place, resources are allocated properly so that these things don't happen. And the big picture is we need to reimagine public safety. We need to invest in mental health. We need to invest in communities that have been underserved and abandoned and ignored for way too long. And if we do that, we can have a safe, healthy and thriving community. All of
1: this, of course, has been going on as uh, the country deals with uh, COVID-19. The federal government has already, uh, of course, uh, laid out a a lot of money to try to deal with it, but we still have at this point no cure. There's no treatment. There's no vaccine for it. Uh, Those are in development. Uh, Many states and uh, cities and uh, counties are saying that they're having all kinds of financial trouble. Do you support another assistance bill uh, for local governments impacted by COVID-19?
3: I absolutely do. And you know, unfortunately, what we've seen at the federal level um, is leadership, especially from Mitch McConnell's So lack of leadership that is saying that we're going to take baby steps. We're going to take incremental small measures to to help people in need and give big bailouts to corporations and hope that that's enough. And as you have seen and as so many of us have seen with unemployment at the highest rate in Kentucky that it has been in our state's history, taking those incremental steps is not enough when people are falling through the cracks. And so we need more direct cash payments. We need to make sure that we are canceling student debt, that we are making sure that rent um, is being canceled and we're protecting landlords and small businesses with things like Paycheck Guarantee Act. We need to do that work and we need to do it yesterday. And um, Mitch won't do it, so we're gonna get rid of them and put leadership in place that will.
1: Now you have said that uh, healthcare uh, is a right in this country, Uh, at this point, how would you get there with universal coverage? Do you, is there any role for private insurance in any plan that that you could support?
3: Well, you know, I think what the pandemic is showing us is the reality that if we don't prioritize people, if we don't invest and address the structural and institutional issues that leave so many communities, lost and stranded and without the resources they need and unhealthy that um, when crises hit, as they are facing us now, we won't be ready for them. And there's a truth here. Your healthcare shouldn't be tied to your employment. And as many people lose their jobs, we see that that's true. So there is a growing coalition for Medicare for all so that we actually make sure that these types of incidences when they happen, we're better prepared. And Kentuckians, Americans, all people are safe and healthy. I believe that this is a moment where we can come together all over the Commonwealth, all over the uh, country and say that we're going to break down these barriers of inequity. We're going to win uh, Medicare for all. And the way that we do it is by addressing our reforms that are critically needed. We are already paying for it. It's just going into administrative costs and not quality care. So if we have leadership that won't sell out to these big corporations like Mitch McConnell has sold out to the pharmaceutical industry, we can make sure that everyone's healthy. Of course we can.
1: Representative Booker, we're seeing uh, some new reporting that uh, we're about a decade out from having some potential uh, shortfalls with Social Security unless something gives. Uh, Do you favor uh, some kind of approach that makes sure that Social Security is solvent uh, for the long term?
3: Absolutely, we need to protect and secure Social Security and you know a lot of this goes back to me and the fights that I've had in the state house Making sure that we protect pensions, that we protect retirement, that we look out for folks that have busted their butt for years and make sure that they're not left high and dry um, in the latter stages of their life. And I especially think about all of the educators and public workers who do so much to keep our lights on, to take care of our families and our communities. We need to protect that, which means for me, for teachers, repealing uh, WEP, uh, windfall elimination provision, and making sure that we do protect social security for generations to come. We can do it if we prioritize people, and I will.
1: Did you expect to be in this, uh, in this position uh, here a couple of days before the primary and all of this national attention and these endorsements and uh, you know, the possibility that this is an extremely competitive primary?
3: Well, I always knew Kentucky was ready for this moment. I knew regular people were ready to take a stand and fight back for our future. And no, I didn't expect a pandemic I, I'm not surprised by the height of racial tension that we're seeing. Um, but what I will say is I'm blown away by the response.
1: Yeah. The Kentuckians
3: okay. are taking a stand and showing the country what we're about. And it's leading to a lot of momentum for my candidacy because I'm leaning into those issues.
1: Let me and is exactly this. why we're going to win. How do you defeat Senator McConnell, who has defeated six Democrats in six elections, now seeking a seventh term, uh, if he's the nominee and you're the nominee?
3: Well, we take the fight directly to him. Uh, What I won't do is say that I'm a pro-Trump Democrat. What I won't do is ignore the challenges of structural racism and inequity in the communities across Kentucky that have been abandoned for generations. We're gonna take the fight to him, but more importantly, we're building a movement. This is not just about beating him, it's about us transforming our future and inspiring people to believe that things can be different. When we do that, we are unstoppable. This is Kentucky. We'll get rid of Mitch McConnell because we don't have a choice, our future demands it. And it doesn't matter how much money you raise if you don't have a vision, if you can't inspire people. But yes, over the last week, we've raised over $2 million. We're building the infrastructure, and we're inspiring people. And nothing Mitch can ever do will stop us from winning.
1: Charles Booker, candidate for the U.S. Senate on the Democratic side in this primary. Thank you very much for being with us. We appreciate it.
3: Of course, thank you, sir.
1: Thank you for joining us for this edition of Kentucky Newsmakers. We'll see you early this week on WKYT This Morning. Make it a good week ahead.